When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Eden special report. Now reporting. Andrew Gunling is such a psychopath. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Just horse. You're right, it was Nam. I gotta give a closer look to Peter's region. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Andrew Gunling. You couldn't possibly understand the hurt. Oh, that's right. Andrew Gunling in for Peter Rosenberg today on ENN and this portion of today's show on 98.7 ESPN New York is brought to you by Jake's 58 Casino Hotel. Kick back at Jake's 58 Casino Hotel with one of the new special room packages. Got 25% off and a $50 food credit with the stay and dine package. Book today at jakes58.com. And we start out ENN, of course, by saying hello first to Dan. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. And now uh, let's say hello to Gordon. I'm doing an amazing job filling in for Dave. <laughs> I, I did do an amazing job then. And, and today I feel like I have uh, done a very good job of driving the bus. Oh, you certainly have. Yeah. Better than Kevin Durant. <laughs> well, you know, I wasn't going to say it, but yes. Holy crap. Uh, one more hello. Let's say hello to Richard in Manhattan. It doesn't matter. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Sorry I brought it up. Uh, all right, guys, let's start again and end with the story you were talking about in the uh, in the last hour. The biggest story of the day, Baker Mayfield, his era in Cleveland has come to an end. He was traded to Carolina earlier today for a conditional fifth-round draft pick. He made 59 starts for the Browns, went 29-30, and 30, 92 touchdowns, 56 interceptions. His best year, 2020, uh, they were 11-5. and five. He had 26 TDs, eight picks, quarterback rating just under 96. Uh, Jake Trotter covers the Browns for ESPN. He was on Barton Hahn earlier today discussing Baker's legacy in Cleveland. I mean, I think you do have to, any Browns fan has to appreciate, you know, where this franchise was when Baker arrived and where it was when he left, which was in much better shape no matter how disappointing last season was. And to be the first Browns quarterback in 26 years to win a playoff game, I mean, that's not nothing either. Uh, So, you know, I think it was potential unfulfilled for sure. Uh, You know, the expectation for Baker after that rookie season was he was going to be their starter for the next 10 to 15 years. But it wasn't it wasn't all bad as well. There were some good moments. And I think Cleveland, you know, they took another step as a franchise while Baker was the starting quarterback. So amazingly, of course, because the sun always shines on the NFL, the Panthers and Browns are going to play week one, which is perfect. Now, it's in Carolina. It's not in Cleveland, which maybe hurts it a little bit. But based on that there from Jake Trotter, talking about Baker's legacy. Let's say that game's in Cleveland, and let's say Baker comes out and he's starting for Carolina and he gets announced with the starting lineup. Did he get cheered in Cleveland? I think he should. Yeah, I think, I think he, he should. should. That doesn't mean that he would, though. He probably would get booed. And he, you know what? He would probably prefer the boos. Yeah, because he likes stirring the pot, it seems right. like, a little bit. You know, that yeah. chip on his shoulder or mm-hmm. something to prove. That's maybe when but, he's been his best. But to Jake Trotter's point, like he said, I mean, think about it. Like... You go almost a quarter century without winning a playoff game, and this guy was able to help you do it. I, I, I'd give him a standing ovation if I was a Browns fan. Or I, I mean, I, at least I wouldn't boo him. Let's put it that way. I'd be more appreciative of what he did. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do think he gets hurt by the fact that he was hurt last year as well. I mean, he played through an injury, a significant a separated injury. shoulder. Yeah. It was not nothing. That wasn't a hangnail. Uh, now, now it see, obviously impacted his play, I think. How do you view that? Because some people look at that, believe it or not, there are folks who feel that by him playing through a separated soldier or shoulder, which certainly impacted his performance, that he was being selfish, that he was being an egomaniac, that he had to play. No. I look at it as he was sucking it up and trying right. to be the leader that's of what, this team. That's what you, you would want from your quarterback, to be the leader of your team, right? Now, unfortunately, he played poorly. And I think it was in, it was partly because of that injury. So I don't think that he gets the excuse. Well, I was hurt as well. If you were good enough to be out there, it, like it's a bottom line business. You know, we can all pretend as fans and as media that we judge it some other way on some other metric. But at the end of the day, it's all based on wins and losses, and that's how we make up our. You know, like Richard in Manhattan's call. Well, you know, this move it didn't work out because it, we all base it on the results. And unfortunately, for the results in Cleveland, they were not what you expected for the number one. You know, the number one pick in the draft who was a quarterback. Little trivia question for you guys. Yep. Since 2018. Can you name for me the quarterbacks with the two worst touchdown-to-interception ratios in the NFL with a, a minimum of 1,500 pass attempts? Well, I think we gave you Sam Darnold before, right? Uh, I think he would probably be number one, and then Mayfield would be number two. Or That's right. They're one and two. Or... How about that? They're one and two since 2018. Not great. Who was, the, uh, who was the Browns quarterback to win a playoff game for the Browns prior to Baker Mayfield doing it 26 was, years before? Uh, 26 years. Was that um, – it wasn't – Has was it local Bernie, ties. Was it Bernie Kosar? That's no. incorrect. Was it uh, oh. Ke- Kelly Holcomb? No, Kelly Holcomb oh. started the the previous playoff game in 2002 but lost. They blew a lead in Pittsburgh that day. But he didn't win the game. Correct answer we were looking for was Vincent Testaverde. There uh. you go. With, with, uh, with, um, with Belichick. Correct. Yeah. Mm. Beat Parcells and the Patriots. Can we How play? Uh, Whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> wow. With, By the way, do we have any sort of knowledge as to when the NFL is going to get around, like speaking of the Browns, to deciding on the Deshaun Watson? <laughs> any day I now. mean, they met for three days last week. Can we get around to it? I mean, Doesn't the Browns feel- would like some sort of idea, wouldn't they? Doesn't it feel like their investigation is just waiting for people in the media to report new things? Oh, well, we just found out about this. We just found out about that. I think they're waiting for a Friday. A Friday oh, late in the afternoon. Absolutely. In the, the odds on a Friday being when that drops, that's that you can book well, that right now. Well, and, and the smart money was on last Friday, going yep. into the holiday weekend. I'm a shocked that it didn't top. come out Friday. Yeah. I hope so, because I have a Saturday show this week. That would be fantastic for me. That, oh. would, that would carry at least an hour. Layup. Yeah. Layup. They definitely do that should, for an hour and a half, uh, what I learned on TikTok. Definitely should free. not do it the day after the MLB All-Star game. Because that's a solid three days oh, yeah. of owning the news <laughs> yes, cycle. Yes, that's the, cross that Friday off. We're not doing it that's, that Friday. That's a um, good one. There's only so many super trades we're going to be able to conjure oh, up. Oh right, that. a super trade. Maybe we we'll get the super trade to, to throw some cover on it. I'm in on the super trade. I like the David Robertson idea. I think it works. Um, one thing to keep an eye on with the Baker Mayfield move to Carolina. Back in April, Ian Rappaport had a report that the Panthers were the most likely landing spot for Baker. Robbie Anderson then posted on social media. No, with lots of O's. (laughs) So now he's got to face him in the locker room. Today he tweeted, I don't have an issue with Baker. Stop trying to paint that narrative. And uh, along with the tweet, he posted this video of him answering questions about it. You know, I said, you know, I said what I said, you know. That was just my, that's just my thinking out loud, my thought, you know. What influenced that particular 
you know, just trying to be a good teammate to my quarterback, you know, that's it. Just trying to defend the guy who, who is my quarterback in a sense, you know what I'm saying? That's it. But the guy who's his quarterback is Sam Darnold, who he's ripped before as well. Did he? Yeah, he. I mean, he did. Didn't he do that thing on the sidelines where Darnold was? I can't remember what game it was, but he was like, you could see him it was screaming last year, at Darnold. Yeah. yeah, it was last year. I think he's trying to channel his inner, inner like to. You know, like that's my quarterback. Yeah, that's my teammate. I think that that's the excuse you come up with after you get caught. <laughs> yeah, like he's, he didn't think that this was going to happen. But, so that this is the. Old, well, I was just trying to protect the guy that but, I was with. Is that time. what Panthers PR came up with to try to like, that's what they fed him the line? Like, hey, if they ever ask you about like why you posted that or why you said they said, just say you were trying to stick up for your quarterback. I mean, it's time. a good enough line. Like, I'll accept it's it. Believable. Yeah. 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 It's, not, it's not outrageous. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. So, yeah, Baker Mayfield, Carolina Panther. Um, Do you think that this trade now impacts Baker's commercial endorsements? Like, he cannot have as many commercials this year as he's had in the past, right? Well, there's no guarantee. I mean, we all think he'll probably be their starting quarterback this year, but that's not a lock at this point. He's in a quarterback controversy. So, I mean, if you're if you're an advertiser out there looking for a guy to, you know, be the face of your product, are you going with a guy where there's, you know, a, a 35, 40% chance he's going to be a backup? I don't I don't think or, so. I, I don't think, think the, I don't think you'll see him in many swallowing up all that money. Yeah. But if you're State Farm, can you continue the series but he moves into the Panther Stadium? No, I think you got to move. I think we need a fresh campaign. And, and the we rules might be different in work. North Carolina. Like they may not allow athletes to live in the stadium that you know they call home as a as an employer. So I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see, guys. A um, little more NFL in the off season. Some organizations don't like seeing their guys do anything reckless, stay off motorcycles, maybe no surfing, things like that. So what do you make of this? <laughs> Hang on to it. That is Cowboys linebacker Leighton Van Der Esch on a trip to the Northwest feeding fish to a wild bear. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to need some clarification on just what was going on there. That's what was going on. He didn't was, start off uh, very did, uh, So my mind obviously didn't go where it was. Yeah. The bear was not one of the ones that I was looking He's at. in what appears to be a boat. And the bear in some kind of river, the bear is in the water. It's really shallow, so it's able to walk right up to the boat. And he dangles a fish over the side. The bear stands up on its hind legs, and he feeds it to him right into his mouth. Um, and this is Leighton Van Der Esch of, of the, the Cowboys. Da- linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to hate on this. It's actually amazing. Check out the video for yourself. Um, but I'm sure that people are not supposed to be that close to you a don't think bear. You don't think you're supposed to hand feed bears, no? I, I, I wouldn't... <laughs> I would I'm, advise against I'm rooting it. for the animal every time. Let me just put it out there right now. Every single time that there's one of these things, I am always rooting for the animal. So two questions with this. Number one, have, you, have either of you ever seen a bear in the wild? Um, I have seen a bear. I've seen a bear on a golf course. Oh, really? Yeah, bear it's... on a golf course. And it was actually such a regular occurrence that they, I think they had like a bell or something like that. You would ring the bell when there was a bear, which to me did not seem like a great system. No, because you like, think I'm going to need more than just the bear. bell. Well, it'll shut up, like, bear! The idea is to scare the bear away, right? <laughs> no, I think it's to let other people know that there's a bear around. Okay. Where was I, I where was golfing was going now. so poorly? I was running towards the bear. So <laughs> where was this golf course? I yeah, I don't remember. It's all was it it's Jersey. All, it's all yeah, it was Jersey. Bear, I'm doing a show. We got the oh. deer in this area, and the deer. I'm rooting for the bears. I, I want the bears to come in and just swallow up the deer because they're terrible.
There was the two deer by my mailbox today. Oh, they're the afternoon. worst. They're, they're so dumb. They're so skittish. You'd think by now they, they, they've seen people before. What are, you, what are you so nervous about? Relax. But it's different people. They're not used to everybody. Ugh. So dumb. Guys, uh, speaking of bears, actually, interesting story out of Chicago with the yeah. Chicago Bears. I'm um, reading here from CBSSports.com. They write, the Bears are positioned for a future relocation from downtown Chicago to the suburb of Arlington Heights in order to build a new world-class stadium. But Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot is proposing the city make its own renovations to keep the team in town. A mayoral, a mayoral committee is set to recommend Chicago, quote, explore the feasibility of adding a dome to Soldier Field. What? The Bears' longtime <laughs> yeah, sure. open-air stadium, <laughs> along with other significant updates to the historic venue per Crane's Chicago business. How do we feel about a domed Soldier Field? Doesn't it, I can't picture it. I don't want to picture it. That sounds like something my child thought. Why can't we just add a dome? Yeah, yeah. That, we'll just throw a dome on the stadium. Or, yeah, the, the stadium right, already re- exists. Retractable we'll just throw a roof. dome on there. Can they build a retractable roof over it then? If not, you I know. would think that that's even more complex. A retractable roof. I mean, how much is that going to cost? Probably well, remember they did it, it all of the renovations to yeah. Soldier Field. How many years ago was that? And they turned it into what looks like a spaceship, mm-hmm. essentially. So you should have thought of that then, first of all. And and not for nothing, like, you know, Chicago's like one of the last few, it seems like, cold weather cities right. that plays out in the open. I mean, that's supposed to be what football is. Chicago, Monsters of the Midway. You're going to put a dome on top of it? I mean, how soft are weak. we getting? It does feel weak. It would be like naming rights to Yankee Stadium, you know? Like certain things are just you, you they're, they're sacred, right? You're not going to do that. You can't have a dome on Soldier Soldier Field. The elements of Chicago Soldier Field. Can we can we put the roof up? It's a little cold today. Yeah, it it doesn't feel right. What's doesn't weirder right. though, the Bears playing in a, a, a I guess close a roofed Soldier Field, or them playing in a suburb of Chicago? Not even not even in Soldier Field. Fix that. Um, I, I I still think the roof gives off bad vibes. I'm I'm yeah. anti roof guy. I, I think I'd rather guy. have the stadium someplace else than having the roof. Yeah, I, think I mean, I do you agree. really think about when you're watching a game like where the game is? Like when you nah, watch the Braves, like the Braves are in Cobb County now. They moved out of Atlanta, downtown Atlanta. Like to me, I don't think that they're in the suburbs. I'm just thinking, hey, it's it might as well be Atlanta. They're in the state of Georgia. Who cares? Let's watch a game. Uh, look, whatever football stadium they put together, it's in the suburbs, it's at the roof, it's still going to be better than MetLife. MetLife looks terrible. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Guys, I don't like to usually take too much away from summer league basketball, but I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes (laughs) though, you can tell when something is going to be a thing. And Chet Holmgren right now feels like he's going to be a thing moving forward. I don't know if he's going to be good or bad or great or terrible, although I do think he's going to be really good. But he's just going to be a thing. Uh, Kendrick Perkins, I would say, agrees. Here's what he said on ESPN earlier today. I love it when I, I, I'm i so right. And listen, I'm not about to overreact <laughs> to one. I'm not about to overreact to one summer league game. But look, 
We could see it. We could see it. We saw glimpses of Christoph Przingis, the way he was able to stretch the floor last night. And then we saw his tenacity, the way that he finishes around the basket, relentless for us protecting the basket, going challenge everything, his decision-making, his heart. And you know what he came back and said? I'm going to break the record, his own record that he set. Like, how can you not love this kid? And I just remember on draft night, they had a couple idiots out there saying, oh, perk with these comparisons. Like, why is he doing why we're just making them up. And now you see a guy like Chet that's out there shining like new money. Look, he has one more game if I'm Sam Presti and I'm shutting him down. Just Can a I reminder, ask- he started that cut by saying, I don't want to re- overreact to one summer league game. <laughs> right, right. Can I, I don't blame him, though. I don't blame him. I'm in on Chet. Can I trivia question for you guys? Name this player a few years ago who was named to the All-NBA Summer League first team. In four games, he averaged 21.3 points, 6.5 rebounds, and 2.3 assists. Name this player. It, it was a Nick, wasn't it? How many oh, years ago? Uh, it was a Nick. I don't remember the exact year. Maybe uh, three, four? What would that be, like Kevin Knox? Kevin yeah, Knox! Kevin Knox, that was it, yep. <laughs> Kevin Knox, yeah. All-NBA Summer League. Yeah, yep. I mean, do we it ever learn? Matter. Do we ever learn? I mean, do uh-huh. we ever learn? Oh, my God, we never learn. Bing bong! And look, he, 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 what was he, the second pick in the draft? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, you know, the expectation is he's going to be a sensational player, but can we? Can, can you give me a little bit more time before I'm going to go doing backflips? First player well, with five-plus blocks and four-plus threes in any summer league game ever. How about well, my that? boy, uh, Worldwide Wob, was, like, posting all the videos, which he does. I don't know how he doesn't get in trouble from the NBA, but he gets away with it. But he's posting all these videos last night at Chet Holmgren, so I'm seeing those. I'm like, wow. You know, so I put it on for a little bit just to, to check it out. The thing with Chet Holmgren, though, and this is not just last night. You knew this coming into the draft when you saw him in college. I just don't know, guys, if he doesn't get stronger, put some right. more meat I, on I those bones. Agree. In the NBA, he's going to crack a bone every time somebody sneezes on him. Like, can he stay healthy? Yeah. yeah. The, the the body type does seem – I know that it's people have drawn comparisons to Kevin Durant and all that. Um, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, right? Like, there's certain body types that you you just look at and you're like, that's that's not usually what you would see. Uh, and, and he is what is Kevin he, Durant looks two? like a sumo wrestler right. compared to no, no. Now, now you've gone too far. They look, they, they look very similar. Their body type is really similar to me. They're both uh, twigs. They're both yeah. super skinny. No, th- dude, I, I, I would agree with like you. Ichabod Crane for crying out loud. Yeah, I mean, he's skinny. The only thing I would say is that, and I was not, I was kind of the same way with Durant when he broke in, and obviously I was completely wrong there, um, but he felt like he was a little bit more fluid at his size as opposed to Chet, but let's let's uh let's plan the parade route. Let's get the, uh, the, the tickets for the Hall of Fame induction ready, and... Uh, we can do Kevin Knox and Chet Holmgren in one day. Durant tweeted. Chet Hol- he tweeted to uh, Chet Holmgren last night because I guess Chet was wearing KD's shoes. And Durant tweeted oh, I to him. Saw he that. said, I see you cooking, Seven. First day on the job was a success. Love the kicks at Chet Holmgren. You think he makes it through 60 games his rookie season? I do. With that body type? I do. You're, look, you're not wrong. He's going to have to bulk up. And he will. Uh, everybody who comes into the NBA does get bigger now that they can solely focus on that. Um, so he'll he'll get bigger. But I don't. God bless him. Sean Bradley never did. Right? Uh, no, this, I mean, the, the problem, I think, is not just like your body is what your body is. And yes, you can add some muscle to it, but at that size, 
I don't know that it can necessarily support a, a, a large bulk up anyway. Um, and I, I think that that would probably take away from your skill level that you already have mm-hmm. at the size that you're at. Right. I, he may I, I not don't... even want to get that much bigger. Right. He might lose some quickness. Well, I he's, mean... a, he's a seven-footer that's going to obviously not be a prototypical seven-footer to where he's camped out in the paint. He can't with his body type. He's going to have to hang out on the, around the perimeter. And he can do that. He's a good three-point right. shooter. And yeah. He's a compl- – I, I don't know. I – I'm not going to get too carried away either, but I, I like It's funny. It. We're I saying really we're like not going to get carried away, and yet Dan and I are both saying, oh, this guy's never going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've gone the other way. Yeah. Right. It, it can't possibly work. Yeah. What a failure. Uh, guys, the Wimbledon semifinals are set. Rafa Nadal won a classic today over American Taylor Fritz to advance to the, the semis where he's going to face uh, Nick Kyrgios, who won in straight sets. Dan, I, I, I will defer to you on tennis things, a couple things. Um, I know he's ranked number two in the world, but any surprise that a 36-year-old Rafa Nadal has made it this far? Yes. Okay. 100%. Well, first of all, he he wasn't even guaranteed to play Wimbledon because his foot was bu- – like, he won the French Open for like the 900th time in Paris, and yet the next day he's on crutches walking into the airport. Like he's got some weird foot deformity thing to, which is going to like bother him for the rest of his life when his tennis career is over. But believe it or not, this is a guy who's won 22 majors – more than any other player in the history of, this, of the sport. And this is the first time in his storied career that he is actually going for the calendar slam at Wimbledon. Like, this is the first year he's won the first two majors in the calendar year. So it's an incredible season that he's having. And Wimbledon has really never been his strong suit. He's not the best. I mean, he's a good grass court player, but it's not his preferred surface. Nadal hasn't been in a Wimbledon final, guys. Since 2011. 2011. Oh Is that right? So, I mean, that, yeah, that's the last time he was in a Wimbledon final. He hadn't played Wimbledon since 2019 because he knows that it's not his preferable uh, surface. So this would be something, and I'll tell you, the fireworks, the storylines, go you know, research. Last time Kyrgios and Nadal met at Wimbledon, Kyrgios beat him in 2014 and things got a little, you know, um, intense, should we say, on the court. Like, Kyrgios was firing a couple of balls that, that hit Nadal and, so, you know, the gentleman's game. I'm glad you suppo- bring that up because I actually yeah. have the, the press conference after that, which got testy, I think you'd have to say. Here was – here was this is – what year did you say this was? 2014. Okay, here was Kyrgios afterwards talking about trying to hit Nadal with a ball at Wimbledon. Mm. Do you regret not apologizing for hitting him with the ball in the third Why would I apologize? Well, because that's the convention, isn't it? Of what? Of tennis. Is it? If you hit someone with a ball. I didn't hit him. He's racket, man. But why would I apologise? I won the point. He didn't look too pleased. And? But you, see, you, see, you seemed to wind him up and then he, you know, he would then... I don't the care. Well, why would I apologise? I mean, dude's got how many slams? How much money in the bank account? I think he can take a ball to the chest, bro. I'm not going to apologize to him at all. Did you aim it straight at him? Yeah, I, I actually was going, like, I was going for him, yeah. I wanted to hit him square in the chest. He sounds charming. And that was eight years ago. Yeah, and, it doesn't seem like know. he's gotten any more charming. Well, he's, he's gotten in trouble. He's gotten in some trouble this week, too. Uh, yes. Well, earlier, was it a, just a few days ago, he was charged with assaulting his ex-girlfriend. Now today he's in the semis. Well, I mean, what's his deal? Uh, obviously, the assault, Dan, of his ex-girlfriend will change the narrative on him in a in a darker way but before that do fans do tennis fans 
enjoy him? Do they hate him? It's like, polarizing. Yeah. Some do, some don't. I mean, and look, earlier in the tournament when he was playing uh, Stefano Tsitsipas, and there was kind of theatrics going on both sides. And, I mean, Kyrgios has told players, like, on the court, like, even in that Tsitsipas match, saying, like, they're here to see me. They're not here to see you. Nobody's come to see you. Like, so he's not afraid to let people know what he thinks of himself. He's got a huge ego. Um, and now he's fine. And, look, he's had the talent. Like, ever since he was a junior, he's had the talent. But he's never had the success as a professional. Like, this is his first ever Grand Slam semifinal. Mm -hmm. This is the furthest he's ever made it. The guy's got arguably one of the top five serves in the history of tennis and which on grass court that obviously is a big weapon to have in your uh, tool basket there but you know can he put it all together really he's been his own worst enemy he doesn't take it he never took it seriously with conditioning work you have to put in that the all-time greats do it's one thing to have the talent but you also have to match it like he he, he kind of gets a kick out of the fact he was talking the other day about in that 2014 match the night before the match, he was playing Rafael Nadal in the fourth round, center court Wimbledon. His agent had to come drag him out of a pub in London at 4 a.m. Mm. Four o'clock in the morning, and he's like bragging about this, and yet he still went out there and beat Nadal the next day. So if he ever is able to put it together, he can be really, really good. The problem is he's running out of time to author this like tremendously great career, but here he is in a semifinal. He's going to get a shot at Nadal. Can he beat him? Yeah, absolutely he can, because Nadal barely made it through today. He's dealing with an abdominal injury in addition to the foot. And Taylor Fritz, who's an American, and remember, guys, we haven't had an American male win a Grand Slam since Andy Roddick won the U.S. Open in 2003. This was Taylor Fritz's chance to make his first ever career slam. He'll look back on this one as a huge missed opportunity. I mean, he had Nadal dead to rights multiple times and couldn't finish it off. But it also tells you why these champions like Nadal, Djokovic, Federer, why they're the best of all time. Because you really have to take every single ounce of your being to beat them. There's no clock in tennis. You can't, you know, like you can't sit on the ball. You can't run on the clock with the lead. No, there's you a clock finish. on the side. It tells you how long the match is going. I know that. Come on. You can't slip and that there, one by and, me. And this one was four hours and 20 minutes today, <laughs> oh, too. This geez. was a good outing. Yeah. Um, two more quick ones here. Uh, a little bit of summer hockey news. Next year's schedule is out. Season's going to begin in Europe on Friday, October 7th. Nashville Predators and the San Jose Sharks in Prague. And then season starts in North America Tuesday, October 11th. A doubleheader that starts with, that's right, Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers at MSG. Uh, the nightcap Kings and Golden Knights at Crypto.com Arena. So the Rangers getting uh, getting some headline billing to start next season in the NHL. Pretty cool. Uh, and then finally, last one for you, Primanti Brothers weighing in. So, Ooh. Dan, I guess you were going back and forth with um, somebody on Twitter about Primanti Brothers, coleslaw, french fries, whatever. Sure. And um, Primanti Brothers saw this and they tweeted to you. Hi, they said, longtime listener, first-time caller. Given Pittsburgh's prominence in the slaw world, do you think Garrett Cole was relieved that he didn't have to pitch against the Pirates? We'll hang up and listen. So That's a good one. See, Primanti Brothers, they get it. They had some New fun York. with it. And I got nothing against it. I'd, I'd love to have a Permanente sandwich. However, you got to hold the coleslaw. I can't. I cannot do the coleslaw. Just try it. I think. You, no. I think if you went into no. it with an open mind. I mean, how many of these things do you think they've sold? I mean, they've probably sold millions, millions and of billions. these things. Right. I mean, but they know what they're doing. Me. Leave them alone. Just try it's it. It's not for me. How many? How many cars do you think Mercedes and BMW have sold? But you know what? Those aren't for everybody, guys. 
Is that, is that true? I think that most people, they, they would be fine with it. <laughs> I don't think that they... No, which yeah, I'm saying you, you know, just can't like, walk no, in no, and, and say, I want one if you don't have the money well, to pay for it. Right, that's but my that's, point. I think the money is the bigger issue there than the, the car itself. I mean, well, my yeah. stomach we'll, we'll, can't afford. You know what? I'll, can you not I'll afford the, the sandwich? sandwich? Do you need some help? Yeah. yeah. My stomach can't afford a Permanente Brothers. How's that? Gotcha. All right. Well, that is ENN for tonight. Yeah. That's a good job. Going with the back-to-back... Back to back to back, summer league, NBA, tennis, and then hockey schedule. Very rarely seen in the ENN features. And Permanente Brothers. Has that ever happened before? Uh, probably not. Summer League, I think, would probably make that a difficult one to, to replicate. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, now, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, we'll get back into uh, some baseball stuff. We'll give you the Yankee lineup for tonight, assuming that there is a game, because right now they got a video feed of Pittsburgh, and it does not look promising at all. So we'll get into that coming up. Uh, more of your phone calls as well. It is Dan. It is Gordon. It is the Michael K. Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.